Hi, welcome to Cycling Talk with me, Georgia Mahoney. Today I am joined by Italian road rider and cyclocross rider for Team 777, Alicia Maria Arzufi. Don't forget to check out my Instagram and Facebook at cycling.talk.podcast and my Twitter at cycling underscore talk. Thank you for joining me today, Alicia. Thank you for uh, inviting me and I'm really happy to participate. What was one of your first memories of being on a bike? First memories, yes, it was uh, maybe when I was training uh, in the small circuit in my village with my cousin and we just started cycling. We were so bad, but actually we were enjoying it so much because we were doing it together. Yeah. Do you remember the first bike that you were really excited about? Yes, I remember the first bike, but actually that bike didn't have any brand. It was just a wireless bike, a purple bike. And I remember it, uh, yes, quite well. Did a lot of your family ride? No. Mm, my mom and my dad, they never rode a bike. Just my uncle rode uh, like uh, an amateur master cyclist, but never done races or something like that. Then my cousin start. I start after her. Uh, we actually start together. And uh, after, uh, yes, yeah, some month, also my sister starts but uh, now she already quit because she went to work. What disciplines did you ride when you first started racing? I started with road cycling and I've done just road cycling for two years because I was 11, so I was uh, really young. And then when uh, I was the first year that I could uh, do the cyclocross races, I started with cyclocross. And, uh, and then I, I rode also on track. So uh, I've done uh, road, track and cyclocross. And uh, then when I became UniRS, I decided to leave track and uh, give my concentration only uh, to road and cyclocross. Mm. Which was your favorite when you were younger? It was uh, from always, cyclocross was my favorite discipline. Maybe because it was easier for me to get results there, but also because I think cyclocross is more like various. You have some tracks that are really fast, some that are really muddy, then you have sand, you have to run, so it's really various. Did you join a local club? Yes, I joined a local club that was my first uh, team. And I was in that uh, club for, uh, I think, uh, eight years. Oh, wow. And yes, quite long. And, uh, and then, yes, I went to an international team. But yeah, I, yeah. I still have good memories from that years. Yes. Were there many girls in that club? Um, not really a lot, actually. We were uh, a lot of uh, guys and I think uh, uh, girls, just me, my sister. Um, yes, my sister. 
my cousin and other I think uh, maybe three four girls mm. then this club made also um, a, a, a women's junior team for a couple of years and so I could join the team uh, for one year and uh, yes then we were like 10 girls so yes do you remember the first big race that you traveled to Yes, I remember, and it was the World Championship in Valkenburg Balken, in uh, 2012. And uh, always uh, that year, later on, when I started the cross season, then I was selected for the World Cup in Tabor. That was my first World Cup. Mm -hmm. And then I've done uh, with the national team some other World Cups that season. And I was still uh, um, junior second year. And I remember when I rode in uh, Cookside for the first time, and that was, yes, uh, amazing. I really hated the track for the first time that I was there because, yes, I came from Italy, and in Italy we don't have any sand. Yes, only on the beach, but not, it's not the same sand that we have here in Belgium. Mm. And, uh, yeah, I actually couldn't finish the race because uh, I was almost overlapped. And uh, now I can tell that Cookside is one of my favorite tracks. And uh, yeah, two years ago, I got fifth place in that World Cup. And last year, I was eighth. So yeah, I really liked that, that course. And that uh, year then, later on, I've done that also my first World Championship of Cyclocross. And I just can remember that that was so amazing and uh, the crowd was so big so many spectators that yeah i couldn't believe the, uh to what i was uh, seeing yeah how much training did you do when you first started when i first started well i was uh, 10 11 years old and i was training just twice a week uh, with the group of uh, the club, we were doing like 20 kilometers. Yeah, nothing, not that much. Then when I was a bit uh, older uh, and I started with also cyclocross, I was doing uh, a little bit of like uh, uh, free total body uh, training, uh, some run and a little bit of cyclocross as well for the technique, but yeah, not that much because I was still young. Mm. Did you enjoy doing the rides with the club when you were younger? Yes, yes. I think it was also uh, the motivation uh, why I go on on cycling because when I was so young, the important was for me not to getting the result on cyclocross and cycling in general, but just to have fun and enjoy. And I think it uh, is what... Uh, every uh, child yes child of that age has to think about and not only about the results but uh, the most important things thing is uh, enjoying what are you you are doing yes yeah definitely yeah how did you progress from racing locally to racing internationally well on cyclocross, um, that year that uh, I was junior second year, I started to do some World Cup abroad. And then uh, every year I was doing uh, uh, like the World Cup with the national team. 
And then when I was, the, the year before that uh, I came in the Belgian team, I was uh, with uh, uh, an Italian international team of cyclocross and I started to do uh, some races in, uh, in Belgium. I was uh, like, I've done the inscription for all the super prestige races, uh, all the World Cups and some other uh, spare race. And uh, I started like this to do, to, to, yes, to race more abroad with the cyclocross. But uh, before coming to Belgium, I was doing uh, still some other international race in, uh, in Switzerland and uh, always with the team. And then with the road, when I uh, was first year under 23, I was immediately in a, a pro team. And so I started immediately to do a big, the big races uh, from the uh, spring classics uh, to zero, uh, the women's tour, the first year that we had it and like this. And then like uh, every year uh, I, I have done yeah, uh, some of the same races, then I've done some other different race. Uh, but yeah, that was my yeah progression in uh, the international level. Do you live in Belgium now then? I don't really live in Belgium. Um, I mean, I'm here for uh, uh, the races and uh, uh, when I have more races I prefer to stay, stay here and not travel all the time mm -hmm. from here to Italy but uh, when I have uh, at least six seven days between the races I just prefer to go home because it's actually not that far because with the plane I can be yeah it's like one hour ten flight and then I live quite close to the airport so it's like other 25 30 minutes to uh to my home from the airport so i just prefer uh, if i can to go home and training uh on my road and like do do the fitness and do stay with my family in in my home but i also know that it's not always possible so i do like blocks and so maybe I stay here for uh two weeks 10 days and then i go home for one week and something also because we have races here in Belgium at least every Sunday. So it's for sure going up and down or staying here for two weeks. Now that it's coming the, the Christmas period, I will stay here for three weeks. But there are so many races that we are going to race almost every day. So, yeah. How are you going to find it not being with your family at Christmas? Yeah, it's a bit sad for this year because uh, they can't come over to Belgium. But uh, during the last years, they were always coming here to Belgium. They were in renting an uh, apartment for one week or 10 days. And we were celebrating Christmas together. But this year will be different because, first of all, uh, with the regulation, it's not so easy to get over from Italy and coming over to Belgium. And then also uh, there are no allowed the spectators to the races. So they, if they come to Belgium, they actually can come to see the races. So it doesn't make uh, any sense. And uh, so this year will be a bit uh, sad to not having them here in Belgium. But yeah, I think it's a special year and uh, a lot of people can stay with the family for Christmas. So 
Mm. Yeah, uh, the important is that everyone is uh, healthy and safe, and then for sure there will be other time to stay together. Yeah. How do you find it racing with no crowds? Sad. The proper word is sad because I think like when you go to the start, it's like you feel it a bit less spiritual than a race because when you go to a race, it's nice also because uh, maybe when you you had the crowd, you didn't think really about it, but now Yes, you say, okay, go to the race, and it's special because there is something, someone that is cheering for you, and, uh, like, there is someone that is looking to the race. Like, even now, uh, we know that there is the, the TV that um, is recording us during the race, but it's not really the same, and it's quite sad that we can't listen to anybody during the race. Or, mm-hmm. like... Uh, smelling the uh, the smell of uh, the uh, French fries that uh, it was uh, always in every in every cyclocross race, and yeah, we hope uh, I think everyone hopes that uh, we can fa- uh, go uh, fast back. Uh, we can go back fast to the, the other years, but yes, it's not easy in in this situation now. I think we're at home, we're always shouting at the TV for the riders, but obviously you can't hear us. <laughs> yeah, I think so. So my mum, I can see the, the video that my sister made to my mum while I'm uh, racing and she's screaming so loud, but <laughs> yes, I can't hear her. <laughs> when did you realise that you were a talented rider and could be a professional rider? Well, uh, I didn't really realize it. I mean, like when I finished the school, uh, the obligatory school, I, I said, okay, uh, I tried to do for one year cycling and I, I tried to invest on myself and uh, to take this year to see where I can arrive and what can I do. And that was also the year uh, that I started to race uh, more on uh, in Belgium. And... Uh, Yes, uh, it came also that I got some good results and uh, then I came to this team and then I also had the opportunity to get in uh, the Italian police. Uh, So it was like there there were more things together that uh, they, uh, yeah, all these things, uh, one with the other, led me to understand that, okay, I can do this to live and uh, of course I was loving and I also love now uh, riding a bike but for sure you need also some uh, uh, guarantee to do it because it's not that you can do uh, what you love without uh, yes getting money from it or or nothing Mm. because yeah it's like that and uh, with all these things that came together, I realized that, uh, okay, cycling can be my my job and I can live from this. And now I'm really proud and happy of that because, yeah, I think there is nothing better than uh, making of uh, the uh, our work, of um, we love our work. Sorry, sometimes my English is not that good, but yeah, I try to, to do my best. Oh, no, it's really good. 
it's it's great to know that people are learning English and I feel a bit bad for not knowing a bit of Italian. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, English is uh, an international uh, language and Italian, like we talk Italian just in Italy, so mm. it's okay. How do you find it trying to learn the different languages for the different countries that you're in? Well, uh, First, when I, when I was first in the, in, when I was in my first uh, international team, uh, I said, okay, now uh, I have to, to, to learn really well uh, the English language. I uh, learned it uh, a bit uh, at school, but yes, for sure that wasn't enough. And the first moment I was so scared to talk every time because I was scared, so scared to say something wrong, but then I realized okay, English is not my language, so even if I make a mistake, it's okay, and I just have to try to talk. Then, when uh, I came here in Belgium, I tried to learn a little bit also uh, Dutch, Flemish, but it's quite difficult for me. I mean, I should have a, a teacher or at least doing some lesson to to learn it better because, okay, I, I download on my mobile phone some uh, app to learn it and I bought uh, also a couple of books, but yes, it's not enough because it's really difficult for me. Also because it's really far away from Italian, so it's not that we have something similar, mm -hmm. so it's really far away from my language. So you currently ride for Bizkai Duranjo and in my research I've seen that you have ridden all over the world including the Amgen Tour of California, the Women's Tour in the UK, the Duro Rossa and La Corse. Can you tell me about some of these experiences? Well, like I told you before, uh, well, Giro is one of my favorite races for sure. Maybe because it's in Italy and I feel it quite special and also like uh, normally my family come to cheer for me at uh, some stages. And yeah, it's so nice. And uh, I also like stage races. So yeah, it's a good match. Then last year, uh, in, I, it was uh, in 2019, it was the first year that I went to California to race Amgen. And uh, yeah, for me, that period was really special. That period, I mean, that days of racing, because uh, with uh, my teammate, we won a race, and then we, in another stage, we, she was second. And uh, like, yeah, the, the teamwork was great there and like she got a win and yes, I, I have uh, a lot of good memories from that race. And like if now I think about California and the first thought that I get in my mind is uh, the race there and like I'm like, okay, I really want to go back to California. <laughs> How have you found road racing in different countries? I think it's different from uh, every country you go like in some country like uh, I don't know Belgium you know that uh, uh, the roads are not that big 
and sometimes there is the the line in the middle between the two lines of the road uh, sometimes there is there are cobbles if you go to uk you know that you don't have a flat and uh, <laughs> there is always a lot of wind but really a lot and it's for sure raining at least 10 minutes in a race <laughs> yes and uh, in Italy, you actually don't know what you can find because you can uh, go from some side that the, the roads are really good and some side of Italy that the roads are really bad and you have uh, flat, but you also have uh, the, the big mountains. What part of Italy are you actually from? I'm from the north of Italy. I live... Uh, I don't know if you know uh, Lake Como, but I live in the middle between uh, Milan and Lake Como. So when I want to uh, train on flat, I go more on the south or east. And if I want to go to the mountains or a hilly part, I go to the north uh, on the lake. Mm. How do the roads and courses in the UK compare to Italy and other parts of Europe? I think that uh, in UK I've done for sure some of the other races of my life. Uh, I race uh, yes, women's tour three times and I've done also uh, Tour de Yorkshire last year. And for sure these are some of the hardest races in my life. Uh, for sure because of uh, the uh, yeah, the girls that started the race or the um, like we have the the stronger riders in these races because are World Tour races, but for sure also for the characteristics of uh, the parcourses. Like there are no flats and it's always really, really, really windy. And uh, yes, it's always raining and uh, like you always have to be focused and to getting the right position in the peloton and uh, be in front when start some small but hard climb but yes I, I actually like to race there also because of the um, the people that come to to the races and that the start and the finish the, of the race like uh, uh yes you can feel always the cheering of the people and uh, like uh, the, the people is proud to have the race there yeah so I'm a big cyclocross fan and I follow you and your team 777. What do you like about cyclocross? Well, uh, I like uh, uh, of cyclocross, like the, the mix of things, uh, of the characteristic of cycling, cycling that uh, uh, it includes, like uh, it's Yes, uh, we have in every race a different kind of parkours, of ground, of uh, characteristics in general. Like um, some parkours are more uh, um, are, are better for some riders, and some mm. other parkours are better for some other riders. And it's not uh, just for the riders that are fast or other riders that are more climbers, but it's also uh, we are talking about like uh, the riders that uh, are better in riding in the mud 
uh, riders that are better um, to to run. So in, I like this mix of things, and also because like the races are always different one of from the other. And yes, from uh, I, I like the, the difference of the playground, like from the sand to the mud to the dry to the grass uh, on the wood. So it's I like this that it's a bit different every time. Yeah, I think the weather conditions are really important in a cross race. Yes, for sure. Like the the same parkour uh, can be so different with uh, rain or uh, or without rain. So yes, that's something that uh, is really important. How do you find the practice laps and being on the start line? Is it friendly? Yeah, friendly is not the right word, I think. It's, uh, it's something that makes me always a bit nervous, uh, especially like when I tried the parkour and I never done that race before. So you never know what you are going to see and you, are, you don't know what you are going to face off. But, uh, and uh, like when there are some tricky parts of the course that uh, it's not easy to do with the bike and you have to try again and again and then you can do it and then you start to be a bit nervous because you can't do it. And uh, like normally, uh, until when I can do some parts, I can't say, okay, I'll go back to the camper. I have to try again and again until that I'm okay and I can do it. And uh, it's the same for when you go to the, the start line, like you can feel also uh, the nervousness, nervousness from the other girls because uh, yes, the, the race is going to start and it's, uh, we are talking about like 50 minutes uh, full gas and like you can't do a lot of mistakes. Uh, it's not like a road race that you have three hours, three hours and that to, yeah, to to understand all the movement of the race. Yes, not three hours and that to understand the movement, but for sure it's not that you start the race full gas. Okay, sometimes it happens, but not really often. So yes, when we are at the start of cyclocross race, we have to be concentrated and we have to be sure that everything is going to to go in the right way. Mm. Do you chat with the other riders about what lines you take on the course? Yes, with my teammates, sometimes yes. We talk about that, but also about the uh, kind of tires that we are going to mm. use, the pressures and some of uh, these uh, details. A previous person that came on the show, Goss van der Meer, is a friend of mine and my mum's and he suggested that we should ask you to come on the show and he said as you're always really nice and it would be a great experience for me to meet you so thank you to Goss for talking to us about inviting you and thank you for coming on. Yes I'm, I'm really happy that uh, he talked uh, in a good way about uh, me and I'm for sure really happy to uh, to be present uh, this evening and talk about a little bit of my cycling career and what I'm doing and I want to say you my congratulations for what you are doing because I think it's uh, really really nice and you are so young but you actually can do something really cool 
So you have to continue like this and I'm sure you will get some really good uh, yeah, satisfactions. Thank you. So I recently watched a clip of you crashing in the World Championships in 2017 when it was frozen and covered in snow. This is one of the worst crashes that I've seen in cross. Do you remember what happened? Yes, I don't really remember well what happened because uh, normally when I crash, then I don't remember really well what, what happened. But I can tell that uh, uh, it was uh, so frozen that day and we had the uh, frozen mud and over it there was the normal mud. So it was so slippery. And uh, in uh, the last descent before the arrival, yes, a, a rider started to crash in front of me. And so I start to break. And when I start to break on the ice, yes, <laughs> I, I start to crash. And uh, suddenly, uh, the, I hit to the ground uh, with the, like my face. And uh, actually, the cut that I had on my face wasn't that big. And, but it was in a part of the, on, of the face where like when you cut that part, it came out a lot of blood. And uh, I was so scared because uh, when uh, I stand up after the crash, I had all the public in front of me and uh, they started to say, to, to say oh, and to put like the, the hands on their mouth, like something really, yes big happen and I touched my face and I saw that my face my hands then were full of blood and in that moment I was so uh, scared because I said okay something really bad happened to me then like they take out me from the race and we went to the hospital and then when I was there I saw that actually there was just a small cut really next to the eye so I was also lucky that I didn't crash on my eye mm -hmm. and uh, yes after uh, yes then my face also became really swollen but it's normal when you crash on the face so these are the, the risks of our job actually but yeah it's part of, of the job yeah how did you regain your confidence after the crash in the first moment it wasn't really easy because uh, I remember that uh, I had that race and then uh, I still had to do uh, two other super, pre super prestige races. And, uh, but uh, two weeks before the World Championship, I crashed also in the World Cup in Fuji that year. And uh, I hit really bad my back. And so I had to skip one, uh, one, the last World Cup before uh, the World Championship. And so I was already a bit, uh, how can I say, um, not okay, not with the best feeling after that crash. Then I crashed again at words, and so it was like the drop that uh, made the water come out of the glass. And then I couldn't finish my cyclocross season that year because with the mind I was, I was over and uh, yes, tired of all that crashing hard. But then, like, uh, after the good rest, and uh, I came yes, back on the bike, and everything was okay. So, in the last couple of years, you've had quite a few 
major wins and podiums in cyclocross races in Europe, as well as being second two years in a row at your national championships. What do you like in a cyclocross course? My favorite parkours are the parkours with the climbs. Uh, not super short, but long climbs like Gavere, like uh, Koppenberg, this kind mm. of parkours, or also the parkours where we have mud, and so uh, we have to push really hard on the pedals. Like I really like the the parkours where we have to uh, uh, yes push on the pedals and like. Uh, not with a lot of uh, uh, sprints, but like regular, but hard. Yeah. This kind of races, yes. Do you like muddy races or dry races? I prefer muddy races. Yeah. yeah. But not so much when we have to run in the mud. I, I like the mud when we have to ride it. Mm, yeah, I like the muddy races as well. Yeah. It's cyclocross. That's probably cyclocross, I think. Yeah. So this year has been really affected by COVID-19. How has that impacted your training and racing? Yeah, for me, um, it was quite hard. Uh, especially uh, when I start to train again after the lockdown. Because in Italy, we were uh, in lock, total, uh, totally lockdown for more than two months. Mm. And it was not like that in every country. And yeah, for me, it was really tough when I start again to ride my bike outside because I had completely no rhythm. And uh, yeah, that was difficult. And also uh, the fact that I couldn't uh, race a lot on the road like the past years because normally during the summer I was racing a lot of races. and. Uh, when I start now the cyclocross season this uh, this year, I was feeling like I really miss the rhythm and I really miss uh, the racing. Uh, but yes, actually the situation was that and uh, we couldn't do anything about that. And like I hope that now with the, the, the precautions that we are taking at the races, mm -hmm. for the next season it will be a bit everything more normal. So coming up, there is quite a busy race calendar. Are you looking forward to it? And how are you going to prepare for so many races? Now in December, we have a lot of races. I think more than the other years. And actually, we have in the second part of December more races than what we have done until now almost. And uh, I've done now in these days uh, a bit of hard trainings uh, and yes the next week it will be a little bit more easy because from the next Sunday it will be the it will start the Christmas period racing so I will race almost every day or in every second day and uh, so the most important thing is to arrive there quite fresh because uh, even if the cyclocross race is just 50 minutes, 45 minutes, you have to be concentrated 100% and your body has to be 100%. I feel like, uh, okay, we have a lot of opportunity to get a good result and to show myself.
Yeah, I want to think about these races and I like that and I'm really looking forward to race. Mm. What sort of things do you eat to give you enough energy to do all of the races? Yeah, at the day of the race, normally I do uh, a small breakfast and then I eat uh, later on something else. Like for small breakfast, uh, I mean uh, a small uh, bread with uh, some yogurt, Greek yogurt and one banana. And then uh, three hours before the race, I eat uh, some rice. Mm. And that's it normally, because like we need a lot of carbo for uh, uh, 50 minutes yeah. full, full gas. <laughs> do you travel with your team or do you go to all the races on your own? We go by the ra we go to the races by our own. Sometimes, if it's possible, I share the room before the World Cup or the race with the, my teammates Anna Marie. But yes, this year it will not happen most any uh, and most um, uh, never because the only World Cup that we are going to sleep uh, in the hotel it was uh, actually two weeks ago in in Tabor. So now all the races that uh, we have are in Belgium or Holland, so they are quite close. And uh, so I travel in the morning of the race with the, the camper and my staff uh, to the race. Is there a cyclocross course that you haven't ridden yet, but you would like to ride? Yes, I would really would like to race the World Cup uh, in, uh, in the US. And I never raced then, and yes, I really would like to try to, to race uh, mm -hmm. that World Cups. Uh, this year they were cancelled, but yes, maybe we, I can think about that for the next season. What are your hopes for the rest of the season? Yeah, I really hope to, to get the best result <laughs> that I can, and maybe uh, a, a tricolore jersey at national. Because uh, a lot of years uh, I'm always second, so it will be really nice to get the the jersey, mm. and I, I would be really proud to wear it. And then I want to do uh, a, a really good world championship, uh, and also in this period of Christmas that we have a, a lot of World Cups and good races, I want to give my best to get the the the, the best. Uh, results that I, uh, I can. What are your plans for 2021? Well, I will do all the cyclocross season until the end of February. And then I will start uh, to race uh, on the road. Mm. Uh, for sure, my main goals will be still cyclocross. So after the cyclocross season, I will do a rest. And then I start again with the, with the road. I would like to be in a good shape for Giro, like every year, and for the national, uh, uh, the national, uh, the Italian championships, and uh, and then from August, uh, yeah, I will do a little bit of rest, and then I will be focused on cyclocross again. What about the Olympics? Would you do that next year? No, I didn't mention it because, uh, like. I know that it's quite difficult to be selected for Olympic Games. Yes, maybe when I start the, the, the road season next year, I will be flying 
but uh, Italy is a, a quite big country for riders. We are really a lot of riders and we have a lot of good riders. And in the last years, I uh, give to myself the specialization of cyclocross. And so it's quite difficult to say now, okay, I, I try to go for the Olympic Games. Yeah. Uh, maybe if uh, I see that the road season is, do, is going well, uh, and I want to go later a bit, I want to uh, do a bit longer road season, I can maybe think about uh, uh, racing the world championships. That I think will be a little bit more uh, possible than Olympic Games, also because there are more uh, places uh, to, yeah, more, uh, more spot uh, in the national selection. So it will be more possible. Yeah. What is your favorite race that you have done? Well, yeah, that's a difficult question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, okay. On cyclocross, uh, my favorite race is Tabor, for sure. Indeed, it's my favorite parkour. One of uh, my greatest memories is uh, for sure the European championship of cyclocross in 2017 in Tabor when uh, I got the uh, bronze medal and all my family was there and so it was really special for me and uh, on the road uh, I think uh, California and Giro Rosa are my favorite. Mm. Where is your favorite place to ride for fun? I really like to train here in Belgium, in Lichtart, because, yeah, it's so nice there. There are parts with the sand, uh, parts uh, in the woods, and uh, it's really nice to train there. Also because uh, on the ground there are all the lines uh, from the bike, and it's, re- yeah, it's so big and it's so nice there. Do you train on your own or with other people? Normally, uh, if I can train with my cousin that she lives in the same village as me, we train together. And, uh, but sometimes it's not possible because uh, uh, she's a road cyclist, but uh, she also races on track. And in, normally, when without COVID, <laughs> in, during the winter, for example, uh, I'm doing cyclocross and she's doing track. So... Mm. We can't really see each other often, but during the summer, we always train together. Then I train also with some uh, masters of my town or the village nearby. And, uh, yeah. What's your cousin called? My cousin. Uh, her name is Maria Giulia Gonfalonieri. She raised for Guenti, Ceratizit. I'll have to look her up, but yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it's really nice that you sometimes train with your cousin. Yeah, 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 yes. Our moms are uh, sisters, and like we grew up together from the school, like we have just one year difference, so she's one year older than me, but we grew up uh, together, and also our cycling uh, career, it was like always together. And some years we also race in the same teams on the road. And yes, we are really good friends, not only cousins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really good friends with my cousin and she lives in London. When she comes down on holiday, 
then um, we always train together. I'm a year older than her, so we yeah. we often train together, which is nice. Yeah, that's nice. It's pretty much our story then, <laughs> yeah. Who is your favourite current rider? I think he's Wout uh, Van Aert, just because he's a cyclocross and road rider and is so, so damn good in both. <laughs> yes. Who is your favourite rider of all time? I think uh, Marianne Voss. Mm. Yes, yeah. like from always, since when I started cycling, she was like uh, my idol. And uh, I really uh, wanted to be like her and racing uh, and doing all what she was doing. I mean, racing on the road and then cyclocross and like, yes, I always uh, admire her since uh, when I was really young. What would your advice be for young riders? My advice is uh, to uh, follow the, yeah, your dreams, the dreams that uh, a young rider has, but in the same time, uh, to don't forget to enjoy what uh, they are doing. And uh, that is the most important thing. Like you have to do what you enjoy most. And uh, in that way, then the results came and everything will be easier. You've got five minutes before you head down to the start of a race. What's on your playlist to get you motivated? I actually have my playlist on Spotify and it's Fall Winter 2020 uh, AMA. So I just make a selection of the, 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 the songs that makes me to feel more excited for the race. But uh, they, they are all like, uh, I don't know, uh, really strong races with like a uh, uh, disco style something like that mm. thank you for joining me today it was a pleasure for me as you may be able to tell i had a bit of a cold during the recording of this interview but despite that i had such a great time interviewing alicia it is incredible that she's able to do a full interview in english and I'm so grateful that she has come onto the show. Good luck to Alicia for the rest of the cross season and the future. You can find my podcast on Spotify, Acast, my website and all the usual podcast places. See you on the bike.